I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So you may have heard that budgeting is important, but how do you even do it? In this episode, we dive deep into how to create a budget. Hey friends, this is Queenie. And this is Pablo. And welcome back to another episode. But first, Pablo, do you have a money win? I do have a money win. What's your money win? My money win is that we are in a new studio and that's kind of a money loss, but the money win is that it saved me so much time to set up. And I think time equals money and equals money win this week. Nice. That's really cool. Okay. So my money win is that we bought this like really huge beef brisket and it was like two kilos and we slow cooked it and The good thing is we've just got so much food now. What we've done is we've actually put the remaining brisket that we're not going to finish this week into the freezer. So then we have more leftover food for later. And the brisket was so, so, so good. It was the first time we've ever made it. And we also had to make our barbecue sauce from scratch. It was really tasty. What did you think, Pablo? I think it was great. You know, we've cooked it for quite a while, but that was so satisfying to enjoy at the end of the day. You're the one that made the barbecue sauce, hey? I did. It was actually pretty simple. Follow the recipes step by step. Step by step. Very nice. Very nice. And we did not even have a slow cooker because when we moved you know, to this smaller apartment, we got rid of our slow cooker. But the good thing is that we put our big pot in the oven and it worked. It did work. It did work. So you don't even need a slow cooker to make slow cooked food. Just uh, an oven. Exactly. Saving even more money. Exactly. Just remember that anything that we talk about in this podcast is general in nature and doesn't constitute personal financial advice. You can read our full financial services guide in the description. We would also like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of our land and we extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people today. So before we get into how to actually budget... Let's go through why is budgeting even important? Do you want to start, Pavlo? Well, I think the first reason why you need to start budget is that, you know, when you search on ChatGPT, you know, how do I get rich? How do I become financially free? I feel like the number one thing is get started with a budget. And I think the reason why they're saying that is because they pull all these articles that every expert has even written. And that's the number one thing that's been spoken And I think the reason why is just to have a clear understanding of where your money is going and how it's coming to to your account. And people, I guess, you know, for us, that was the, the thing. Like the first time we did a budget, that was really confronting. And just understanding reality and not just like wondering, oh, maybe it's good, maybe it's not good. It's like just actually actual numbers is really important. Yeah, that's that's very true. It's always the number one thing that you start with. And the reason why, I think it's actually quite simple when you think about it, because if you want to build wealth, what you need to do is just ensure that your income doesn't exceed your expenses. So essentially every single month, you're making more money than you're spending. 
And it really is just that simple. But I think that we all try to like overcomplicate it, you know, and like make it a lot more difficult than it really is. But really, all we need to be focusing on is, am I making more money than I'm spending? And if I'm not, maybe find ways that we can reduce our expenses. And if our income isn't quite covering our expenses, but we can't really cut anything else out of our budget, maybe we need to look into ways that we can increase our income so that it can cover all of our expenses. So easier said than done, for sure. But we wanted to go through in this episode, how do you actually do that? Like, how do you actually create a budget so that you are ensuring that every single month you are making more than you're spending? And that's how we're going to go through it. Keen to see that. And what is the first step, Kuni? How do we get started? So Pablo and I have actually gone through so many different budgeting tools and so many different spreadsheets, and we also have our own. And I think that the main categories that we do want to look at, if we really just simplify them, we want to see in our budget what our income is and what our different income sources are, what our expenses are and what our different expense sources are. And if we are making progress towards paying down our debt, and if we are also making progress towards our saving goals and also our investing goals. So I think that if you have those four things in your budget, so income, expenses, debt and savings and investments, then I think that's a really good start. Yeah, I think it's really, really good. And one thing interesting about income is that, you know, the average millionaire, how many income sources they have? Yeah, I don't know. How many, Pavli? They have seven. Seven. That's a lot. It is a lot. But actually doing the numbers and doing this is actually not that complicated because you have obviously your income. Then you have interest from the bank. You can have your side hustle. You can have dividends from your investment. And you know what? The list goes on. And actually getting to seven is actually not that hard. You don't have to have like crazy income for each of those but having like diversified source. And I think it's really important to, to have those. That's very true. If we can find ways to increase the amount of income streams that we have and maybe de- decrease the amount of debt that we have and debt sources that we have, I think that's a really cool start. Quick maths, right? Quick maths, yep. Thank you so much to WeMoney for being the sponsor of today's episode. WeMoney is a free app you can use to check your credit score completely for free and see all your finances in the one place. And you can use my code for $5 when you sign up. The link is in our show notes. So Quinny, now we have these four things we need in our budget, but how can people actually start? Okay, so this is one of the best things that I've ever done, but also one of the most scary and daunting. So what you're going to want to do is go into your last three months of expenses to see what you're actually spending money on. I personally like to export all of my expenses from my bank account, credit cards, etc., and import them into a spreadsheet to create categories. Then once I have my list of my different expenses, I actually go through them one by one and I start to categorize them. So for example, let's say I got a haircut that will go under personal care or beauty or whatever category I want to put that under. Let's say I buy some groceries, then I put that under groceries. Let's say I eat out at a restaurant, I put that under eating out. You can choose whichever categories resonate most with you and we all have different values and different things that we like to spend money on. So I think it's really important to personalize it based on what you actually spend money on. And if this is the first time that you've ever done this before, 
Or perhaps if you haven't done this in a while, it may be quite daunting because I think it's really scary once you start to realize how all those tiny little $5, $10 purchases here and there, how they all really start to add up at the end of the day. But don't worry because I feel like everybody feels like this if you haven't done a budget in a while or if you've never done it before. And it just means that you've got room to improve. So I think try to see it from that perspective. It, I mean, if you do see the silver lining, it actually is kind of a good thing because at least you know that you can improve and there are things that you can improve. And yeah, I mean, what do you think about that, Pablo? I think it's very true. You know, you always, you know, you're always scared of the unknown. And I think it's the scary part is get started. But once you've done it, and then you can actually look at the real numbers and see what you can improve. It's really hard to improve if you don't know the numbers and if you just estimate or oh, this or that, you know, and that's really important to see which area you can improve on. Yeah, yeah, very true. So then you can start to see a bit more of a picture of what you're actually spending your money on each month. And you can see if you're happy with the way that it's going or if you're not quite happy with the way that it's going. Yeah, exactly. And Kuni, do you have any example of you being happy or unhappy looking at your expenses? Yes, for sure. So before I was pregnant, I would go to some bars with my friends and there was this one night that it was a pretty average night. Like we went to a couple of bars. It wasn't crazy though. Like we didn't go to any like crazy clubs or see any like crazy shows. I didn't even get any particularly fancy cocktails or drinks or anything. But after this night out, I checked my credit card statement and I had spent $400. I was like, are you kidding me? I spent $400 and I seriously could not even tell you where that money went because it wasn't even a crazy night. Like it was literally, we're going to like pubs. It was nothing fancy. I don't know how I spent that much money. And that was a real shock and a wake up call for me. So yeah, I think it was pretty disappointing, but I definitely have learned my lesson. Nowadays, I'm a lot more mindful when I am spending money. Um, But yeah, also have those moments where I do fall off the bandwagon a bit. What about you, Pablo? I think for me it was a couple of years ago when I used to buy a lot of uh, things on Amazon. And, you know, it was so easy. You have your credit card information there. You're already paying for Prime for free delivery. And it's just like one click away. And I used to buy like so much stuff that I did not really use. And that was like kind of a wake-up call when we did our budget. It's like, oh, how much, you know, miscellaneous has been spent this month? And I was like, am I actually really enjoying that money spent? And now I think I'm more mindful first Cancelling Amazon Prime for me was good for us because it's like I have to think more about getting it because we're going to pay for delivery or it needs to be a certain amount to be sent before free delivery. And then another thing is like really sitting on my purchases now really helps and putting it into the basket, really think about, you know, do I need it and things like that. And then a week later, I will review and most of the time I don't need these items. Mm, that's really good. Oh, yay, Pablo. Good job, us. Yay. So if you have any of those wild expenses like Pablo and I have had in the past, don't worry because we've also been there before. The important thing is that you know now and you know what to do next time. Exactly. I think people might think, oh, you know, I spent so much on this or that, but everyone goes through that. And it's really important, you know, the most important thing is to actually realize it and see what you can do from that moment to improve it 
And it's fine to spend money on whatever, you know, as long as it aligns with your values and you can also invest or, you know, have more income than expenses. Exactly. Yeah. Nowadays, when we look at our budget, I can happily say that pretty much every single dollar that we spend money on, I look at it and I don't feel regret because I'm like, that was worth it. You know, I'm really happy that I spent that money. And that's what we want everyone to be able to feel when they look at their expenses, you know, to remember that joy that they felt when they spent money on that nice experience or maybe eating out with their friends. So, yeah, it's okay. You'll get there, you know, if you're not already. For sure. And another thing we spent money on at one stage was groceries. And in maybe six months ago, it really increased. I think it was over $1,000. Yeah, it was. It was a lot. And you think, you know, grocery is essential. You know, you can, you have to spend money on grocery. Of course you do. You do need to eat. But sometimes, you know, just making those small adjustments can really reduce a lot like these essentials. Yeah, exactly. Like maybe buying in bulk, like things that you know, that you can get a lot of use out of. Like we mentioned earlier in this episode, we bought like a two kilogram piece of beef brisket and that's seriously going to last us for like weeks, you know? Like we made so much slow cooked beef and we can put it in so many different recipes. It's very versatile. And it's also a very cheap cut of meat when you actually look at the price per gram. So yeah, maybe there are some cool recipes like that where you can get cheap ingredients in bulk and you can mix them into a few different recipes so it's versatile. Yeah, I think that's really, really good. Like looking at those buying and bulk options, finding the right supermarket for the right product. And also, do you have any tips, Kuni, for people that, you know, have like a phone plan or electricity plan, how they can save money on those? Yeah, so there's this crazy stat that I saw the other day. So the loyalty tax is costing households an average of $1,140, which is just crazy. That's a lot of money. So I would suggest every year, it doesn't have to be like every month, you don't have to do it like, you know, heaps and stress yourself out, but maybe once a year, just have a look at all of the things that you're paying for on a subscription basis. So that could be maybe your car insurance or maybe your health insurance or just like the different electricity plans, phone providers, like all of those different things and see if they're actually still competitive. Because what you'll find is a lot of these companies actually give better discounts and incentives for new customers to sign up. But for the loyal customers, they don't actually give very good incentives at all. So you might actually be paying extra money that you didn't really need to. And sometimes you don't even need to completely change your electricity or phone provider. Sometimes it can just be as simple as calling them up, being like, hey, I saw that you're offering a really good deal for new customers and I'm a loyal customer. Why can't I get that deal? And, you know, a lot of the time they will reduce the amount that you're paying each month. So a simple phone call could save you thousands of dollars. Yeah, I think, you know, reviewing your expenses, I think the loyalty tax is really important because people don't think about it. They think, I'm already there. I've done the research a year ago. It surely is the best plan. But actually, it might not be because of this loyalty tax that you are talking about. And things move in the world, you know, like back in, like, I don't know, 2000, a phone plan was never like unlimited data or unlimited. You used to pay for like SMS back in the days. So it's important to see if your plan is still competitive a year later and reviewing that like you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. very good point Pablo so if you're going through your expenses these are some common budget expenses that we personally use in our budget so we've got rent strata mortgage payments miscellaneous 
Eating out, groceries, transport, travel, subscriptions, clothes, entertainment, beauty, gifts, telco and utilities, car, gym and healthcare. But you can also change up these expenses based on your lifestyle and what you personally spend money on. But those are some high level ideas for you. Yeah, and we'll put those into the description below so you can copy paste it and have like a base to get started on your expenses. I think it's really good. But then what's important, I think, is obviously make your own categories based on your values, what you spend your money on and customize it a bit more. Yep. Yep. Sounds good. So for your savings and investment categories, these are some examples. So you could put in your investments, perhaps even your superannuation or your retirement savings and just your general savings goals that you have. And for your debt categories, you could put in things like your mortgage, credit cards, car loans, etc. These are the great categories, Queenie. Oh, thank you. And we'll be sharing some of the best budgeting methods once we come back from the ad break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So there are a few different popular budgeting strategies that we wanted to go through. And there's no right or wrong way to do it. It all just depends on what you really just prefer to do. The first one is traditional budget. And this one is just a simple and straightforward budget. It involves estimating your income and expenses based on historical data and then setting limits for various categories. So you might have a look at your expenses over the past three months, have a look on average how much each of those categories are costing you, and then you might set a budget limit or a spending limit for each of those categories based on your historical expenses. That's awesome. What's the next one, Quinny? The next one is a zero-based budget. So this requires you to allocate every single dollar of income to a specific expense or savings category. So at the end of the month, your budget always equals zero. That's why it's called zero-based budget. I think it's great. One thing to remember is that, you know, it's every month is changing. So I guess it's possible to adjust every single week. And I guess with this type of budget to check often, you know, are you overspending, underspending in each category to see if, you know, it's matching. I think we have the friend, uh, Rose, she is doing, I think, this type of budget. And, you know, every couple of days she will check on her budget to see as she spent or overspent, maybe if she went out with her friends that night and adjust based on that and rebalance the categories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I guess this requires you to be quite on top of it. And I think some people that do this zero-based budget, they might set up different bank accounts and put in money into their different categories. Essentially, what they want every month is so that every single category is down to zero. But yeah, I guess it does take a little bit of maybe recalibration every couple of days to see how you're spending and to see if there are any there's any leftover money that you can allocate to a different category. But yeah, works for some people. Yeah, and I think it's important with budget, you know, not everything is set and done. You know, maybe one month is like this, the next month can be different and things happen. For example, you're pregnant now, Queenie. Yeah. So things are going to change in a couple of months. 
and we can just keep the same habits that we are doing. And that's the same for you listening, I'm sure, you know. You might not be pregnant, but things change. Maybe you get a raise. Maybe you start a side hustle. Maybe you start a podcast. Who knows? Yeah, very good point. Very good point. Okay, so the next one, and this one is really, really popular on TikTok. It is cash stuffing. So basically people get out their income every month and then they stuff the cash into different envelopes. So what they do is they have like physical envelopes created for different expense categories and they put cash in there for how much they allocate for each of those expenses. And then I guess it's similar to the zero-based budget because essentially what you want is for each of those envelopes to essentially go down to zero and if there's any leftover money, you would put that into a different category. But yeah, this is very, very visual. I think feel like this works for people that love things to be visual and tangible. But uh, something important to note is I think that if you are looking to increase the amount of income streams that you have, if you are withdrawing all of your income and you're not having it in savings accounts, it may affect the interest that you receive from your bank account. So some people might also prefer like a digital cash stuffing method, which is when they have different bank accounts, similar to the zero-based budget, different bank accounts or different expenses. And then at least with the money that you have saved in those different bank accounts, you can still earn interest on them. So yeah, that's an interesting one. What do you think, Pablo? Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Obviously now, you know, we use credit cards to earn points. But I remember back in the days, you know, when we start moving in together and we had limited budget and limited income. And that was really good. We were using that for groceries. And I remember back in the days, we only needed like $160. We were putting $80 each in this bucket envelopes. And then that was our weekly budget for food. So we were going to, you know, the supermarket. And then that was really good to see because we would be more mindful of how we spend our money. Because I guess when you spend cash, you know, you really see the money coming out of your hand rather than with a credit card. You know, it's really easy to tap. And, you know, that's what you were saying earlier is that you spend $400 without even knowing it. Well, if maybe you had like $400 cash or probably you will not even take that much cash to go out, you'll probably take like $200 and then you'll be like, okay, well, I have no more cash, then you cannot spend. So I think that's the good thing about having cash is that you can see the money coming out and you are more mindful rather than using credit card. But like you said, savings account, you don't get an interest on your cash, on your cash that is in envelope. And also for us, we will not earn points because we earn points every time we spend money with our credit card. Yeah, that's very true. I guess you could also do a bit of a mixed approach like Pablo said. So after I saw that shocking night out that I spent so much money and I don't even know where it went. What I ended up doing was I would withdraw some cash on a night out. So then I know that drunk Queenie couldn't just spend heaps of money tapping her credit card. So what I would do is I would withdraw $50 or $100 or however much I wanted to spend that night as a maximum. And yeah, then I would only spend the money in my account and I would just leave all my cards at home so I wouldn't be able to spend any more money. So that might be a good way if you know that there are some expenses where you probably could just take some cash out and that can help you kind of fix your budget a little bit more. Yeah, that's a good way to do it too. Yeah, and I think you just took it a step further and not being able to drink anymore for nine months. I know, I did take it a step further now that I'm pregnant. 
And you know what? I don't really miss it. I think the first month I was a bit FOMO, you know, seeing my friends drinking and hanging out with them. But now I'm like, you know what? It's actually quite good. And I'm saving so much money. Seriously. I went to like brunch with my friends and they all had like a drink and I just got a non-alcoholic drink and my drink was only $6 and their drinks were like $25. So I'm like, wow. Saving so much money there. <laughs> so much money. And I think the easiest thing to break a habit, you know, is not to stop totally, but like you did is doing a substitution. And that's really good, I think, for anyone out there that wants to build a habit or break a habit is really hard, you know, to stop smoking or to stop drinking. But if you do something different and you still do something, then that's much easier. It sure is. It sure is. And another thing that we're trying to build is not a habit, but it's an amazing podcast. And we love sitting down in our new studio, talking to each other and, you know, sharing our wisdom. But we love even more is reading your great comments and your five-star reviews. So if you're enjoying this podcast, Kuni, what should people do? Don't forget to give us a five-star rating. And if you feel like it, leave us a comment. We read every single one of our comments and we would really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for doing that. All right. So the next one is the 50-30-20 budget. So this is a really, really popular budget. And I think it's a good way to kind of visualize your expenses. And you don't have to have these exact ratios, but I think these ratios can definitely help, especially if you're just getting started with budgeting. So essentially, this budget divides your income into three different categories. The 50% is for needs or essential expenses, the 30% is for wants or discretionary spending, and the 20% is for savings and debt repayments. So this can give you a good guideline of how you can allocate your income into different expenses. Nice. I think that's a really good way, you know, 50, 30, 20. And like you said, it doesn't have to be exactly, you know, to the zero, but it's a good indication of, you know, how things are moving along. And I think, you know, making sure that, you know, potentially you invest as part of those savings is really good because you want ultimately your money to grow. Yeah, yeah, very good point, Pablo, very good point. And I think, you know, budgeting is really good, but you don't want to be in a hamster wheel of just having savings and you want your money to grow over time and be like, you know, 60 or 50 and be like, okay, without doing more, I earn more money. Yeah, very good point. I love that, Pablo. So the next budget is the pay yourself first budget. So this is essentially when you get your income, you pay yourself first. So you set aside a portion of your income to savings and investments before you start to allocate the rest of your expenses. So this can be really suitable if you are looking to maybe save up for your first home or if you really do want to start aggressively saving or paying down your debt or aggressively, you know, setting up your investments as a top priority before your other expenses. And there is this really interesting quote from Warren Buffett, which is, don't save what is left after spending, but spend what is left after saving. So I think from this quote, we can all gather that he is definitely a pay yourself first person. What do you think about this, Pablo? I think it's a great quote. And, you know, it's no wonder that Warren Buffett is one of the richest men in the world is he paid himself first by investing first. Yeah, exactly. And this is personally the budget that Pablo and I use. So we don't have a strict budget for all of our expenses, but we do have a strict budget when it comes to our savings and our investments. 
So every single month, we transfer some money straight out of our account into our investments. And as soon as our money is invested, we don't withdraw it. We don't touch it. It's just there. And then we essentially just spend whatever we have left after saving. And it, I guess it kind of depends. Like we don't mind if maybe there's one category that month we spend a little bit more on. Maybe there'd be some other categories where we spend less, just as long as we're always meeting our savings and investment goals. That's the most important thing to us. Yeah, I think it really worked for us, you know, to just simply put our money there and then if we don't see our money, we don't spend it. Well, if it was in our account, you know, we probably would spend it. We probably would spend it for sure on something random. Pablo might go on Amazon again, get an Amazon Prime membership. And I, maybe I wouldn't be drinking anymore because I'm pregnant, but uh, I'm sure I would find another way to spend that money. Yeah, so out of sight, out of mind. Exactly, exactly. So I hope you've enjoyed this episode about how to budget like a pro. We've gone through how do you can actually set up a budget, some different categories that you can use for your income, expenses, debt repayments, savings and investments, and some different budgeting methods you could potentially use based on whatever suits your lifestyle. What did you think, Pablo? I think it was great. You know, there is no one method fits all. You know, that's why there are so many different methods and so different categories of budgeting and you know we went through a few of them and there are other out there but these are the most popular and I think you know find your fit with what is right for you if you're already budgeting that's amazing if you haven't started you know get to know your expenses get to know how much income you make and see the big picture and you know there was this really famous quote from the James Clear book Atomic Habits is not about where you are today it's about the trajectory. And if you are 1% better every single day, by the end of the year, do you know how much better you'd be, Queenie? How much? 37 times better. That's amazing. You know, so I think doing those little things, listening to the podcast till the end, writing five star, all these small things really makes you, you know, become 37 times better. And thanks so much for listening. I think it was an amazing podcast talking about budgeting with you, Queenie. Oh, thanks, Pablo. And if you would like to start budgeting, you can check out our brand shiny new free budget tracker down in the description below. We've put a lot of work into this budget tracker and we are so proud of it. So I'm sure you'll love it too. And we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.